What up? What up? What up? What's happening, good people? Hope y'all feeling good on this here Wednesday edition of Herb and Two. Alongside Tucson Warner, my name is Herb Howard. We are here hanging out with y'all, premiering Wednesdays and Fridays. But whenever you catch it, it's good for us. We appreciate y'all tuning in. This is where we get together. We talk about issues currently impacting the black community. We talk about how they impact us individually, how they impact us collectively. We talk through those things, hoping to find optimum solutions for how we can overcome said issues. Again, we want to overcome them individually for sure, but perhaps more importantly, overcome them as a collective Thank y'all so much for choosing to tune in to this conversation. As always, we appreciate it. Leave your comments, like, subscribe. We appreciate all of that. Share it. Share the broadcast with somebody. Share within your personal network. Share with anybody that you think will add value to or find value in this particular conversation. The more like-minded individuals we can get to be a part of it, the better the opportunities we actually have of reaching those solutions. So please, 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 if you'd be so kind, take a quick second to share the broadcast again. This is Herb and Two. It is intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. My name is Herb. His name is Two. Two. What's happening, good brother? What's up, family? I'm blessed and highly favored, but I am tired as shit. Tired. Yeah. Yes, man. You talking about issues affecting the black community, man? Lack of sleep. Lack of sleep is some bullshit. No, I was literally just just having that conversation. Uh, and uh, somebody was like, yo, I got to do something like every night. I got to find out. I got to figure out something. I have to take melatonin or muscle relaxers or something every night to just make sure I'm getting decent sleep, which is also not healthy, right? It's not. Mm. You know, I don't do the drugs. Right. But I was doing the gummies for a little while. Yeah. Mainly for my hip pain. Mm -hmm. But I, I take one of them joints and then I be... Overtired, right? yep. be, sluggish be half you wake three up. days, right? Right, you know what I mean. So it's, it's just no real in between. Yeah, and it's the same thing with like melatonin or like a Tylenol PM. Any of that shit has the same effect on me, mm -hmm. you know. So I just got to get natural sleep, bro. But yeah, as soon as I leave here, I'm going to lay it down. No, that's hard, man. That's that's hard not getting sleep. Me, I I definitely don't get a lot of sleep. But what I just tend to do is fall into a pattern of. Just excessive output, just going, 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 going. And then eventually your body just be like, all right, nigga, we're done with that shit. Okay, I don't care what else you got to do. Sit your ass down, then I'll just chill for a day or something, and then I'll be cool. Um, also not healthy. You know what I'm saying? Just go to you can't go no more, and then take a day and a half off. Also not healthy. Uh, in the black community, we got to be able to figure out balance. And I think... I think a lot of it comes down to to value too, right? The conversation we often have is about like what really matters, and and we spend so much time on stuff that certainly is important to us, and you know, um, but in the in the long run, I don't know that it really matters. You often reference, you know, the relatively low death age, uh, specifically of black men, um, but black people in general, um, and I part of that has to be just the way we live. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the way you die is largely correlated to the way you live. And so I think the way we live just kind of expires quickly. Nah, that's real, man. Yeah. You know, Salim introduced us to the concept of John Henryism. Yeah. You know, essentially the theory is just working yourself into death. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and in a lot of ways, black life kind of requires that. Yeah. Right? Poverty requires that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's funny, man. We don't pay attention to certain shit. Right, but capitalism has certain designs. It just is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go to a restaurant, 
it's usually going to be cold in the restaurant. Oh, yeah. The idea behind that is for you to eat your food, get, get the fuck out, up, and so get the get fuck to out. get the next table. Right? right? So if you get a little more entrenched into, you know, the business world, specifically at the lowest levels, mm-hmm. start going to some of these factories. Start going to some of these places where you see immigrant and migrant workers. Mm. Specifically in, like, Chicago spaces. Okay. Ain't never no fucking heat. Mm. You know what I mean? One, they're not going to spend the money on keeping your ass warm. You know what I mean? But it's like you don't get any of the motherfucking... Uh, necessities of the survival, comforts, the, the comforts, amenities, right? The amenities, right? Mm-hmm. You here for a job, and you got to endure whatever the conditions are. Yeah. One, if you're a migrant, you don't have ID. You're not really a, a citizen, so right. they're gonna fuck you over. Right. But black people deal with the same shit because we like native immigrants in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you know, you make a room hot, it gets drowsy, tired. Like, no, nah, stay up. Okay, it's cracking mm-hmm. in here. You know what I'm saying? Um. So, yeah, it's it's all of that matters, man. I think we, it's up to us to to factor in, you know, how much how much we willing to trade off on this thing. Shit, survival requires it, man. Think yeah. about how many motherfuckers you know they got two jobs. It's real. You know what I mean? It's real. Two more. two sixteen hour jobs where they really ain't still breaking even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. How how could you possibly engage the rest of life? Right, if you got a woman or if you got a family, you ain't dealing with them people. Ain't no time. And it, and, and you don't have the luxury of not dealing with them people. And you don't have the luxury of rest either. If you if sixteen hours is gone for the gig, you ain't but eight left. They say you're supposed to get that in sleep. You can't. You know what I'm saying? No. Like no. it's it's you rocking on an average of about three to four hours of sleep. That's how, and that's just your normal. That just becomes normal for you. That's just your normal until you fall out in the motherfucking street dead. And the quality, the 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 impact of that. You know what I'm saying? Like what what kind of mood are you in? All the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, they always angry. Man, she has worked 16 hours every day for 30 years. And the mundaneness of it, right? Because you're not working in a career path that's educating you or learning right. nothing. There's not nothing you love. It's not to stimulating do. you mentally. It's not stimulating enough. you at all. Mm-hmm. Right. So one, you you're getting dumber by the minute. Mm-hmm. And you really Creating a, a quality of life that's not valuable, so you expire faster. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. just crazy, man. It's wild how the shit is circular like that. I've been doing a, a I don't know, just independent, random poll study, if you will, of my own. Uh, it's very low grade um, of bus drivers. They're really fat. They're really fat. They're sitting down all day, all day, G, all day. So I just, you know, I just. As I pull up to a light and the bus next to me, I just look over and like, yep, they're fat too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I grew up on buses. When I was a kid, my mother was a bus driver. So I, just, I grew up on, on the buses a lot. You know what I'm saying? My mom used to- <laughs> Chicago life, though. Both of us did. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, true. Uh, my mom used to try to, like, time it up for us to get out of school and for her to, like, meet us on the 71st and Jeffrey. So, there'll be plenty of times Mama just holding the fucking bus up right there. <laughs> wait, wait on us to go around. Hey, man, your mama love the shit out of what? y'all, boy. She's a, shout out to Ron, too, man. Happy birthday to yeah, Ron. Yeah, man. Happy birthday to Ron. Turn 40 today, man. Old ass. Uh, yeah, man. One more rotation around this round it. ass It ain't no rotation. Planet. It's a, a down and back. One more down and back. One more down and back. Playing he do, flat earth ass. He doing suicides on he his doing suicides. <laughs> I, I couldn't have, I couldn't wait to say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. 
He 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 in Fuego today, man. Definitely shout out to my brother. My mama put up a whole bunch of pictures. And people started sending it to me. I'm like, I'm like, why does everybody keep sending me this picture? The boss is like, it's like me, Danielle, Ron, and Eric, uh, as babies, and I'm like standing up. And every I, I got this picture sent to me like three, four times, and they're like, why do people keep sending me this picture? And where are y'all even getting it from? Because I don't really be on Facebook like that. But then I ended up seeing it. Um, my mama had posted a bunch of pictures with my brother, and then that was one of them. I'm like. Hey man, but yeah, yeah. Mama, her mama Howard love the shit out of y'all, man. She does, man. She does, but she a whole that damn bus and wait, wait for fuck her. everybody. I'm waiting fuck on my baby. Everybody on the bus. <laughs> she better be glad I ain't live on Seventy First Street, nigga, because I was a terrorist. You hear me? Hey, <laughs> hey she was all the meat racks, sir. And the buses, you know, they have supervisors at the different checkpoints, whatever, trying to keep the buses on schedule. But they ne they don't get in trouble for being late. They only get in trouble, which is also a problem for her, just because of the way she drives. Being early. They get in trouble for being early. You know what I'm saying? So if the schedule say this bus would be here at 613, the bus went past at 611, you didn't fuck somebody up. You know what I'm saying? If you come at 614, no real big deal. But if you come early, that's when they used to get in trouble, which is, which is most of her problem, because she's driving the bus like it's an MC. Heavy foot like the rest of y'all. What? She's not playing on the bus, Joe. Not playing at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't like being in the cop with none of y'all. <laughs> Shit ain't safe. It is safe, man. It ain't safe. It is safe, bro. It's good. Knock on wood. Never mind. I'm not even going to say that. But it is safe. It is definitely safe. Uh, knock on wood for sure, but it ain't safe for me to be in the car with y'all. Knock on wood. I like, I, I've never been behind the wheel of a car accident. My mother and my brother have never been behind the wheel of a car accident. I've been in a really, really bad car accident, but I wasn't driving it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're great drivers, man. We're just fast. It's a controlled speed, though. You know what yeah, I'm saying? bless your heart, man. It's not, you the, it's not the chaos you see out on the road. It's a controlled speed. But it ain't about y'all. It's about everybody else's on yeah, the road. You got to be defensive. Right? And when y'all drive like y'all driving, then people like me on the road, shit get dangerous. You got to be a few moves a few moves ahead is all it is. No, I, I get it. I yeah. get it. But see, my mind reacts slow. Yeah. Right? And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm acutely aware of this now because after the pandemic, like the rhythm of Chicago has changed. Mm -hmm. Right, and these motherfuckers is the crack baby is showing in all the crack babies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, so they ain't abiding by no rules. They ain't on no speed limits. They right. A lane ain't a lane. The shoulders a lane. It's like whatever rule we want to make up, we make up. Mm -hmm. And I find myself often, matter, matter of fact, you know some road rage shit because of these crack ass babies. Right, yeah. I went to the gym the other day. Babies are wild inside. <laughs> I went to the gym the other day. I started. I'm back on my workout regimen. Right, yes sir. I just bought some motherfucking uh, Cancun tickets. Let's go. So I got to get right. You know what okay, I'm saying? Okay, let's go. Get my, uh, Can't my, be in the pool with your T-shirt on. I'm never doing that. But I'm, I'm going to get my, <laughs> what's my man's name? Uh, Aquaman, the, the the white boy that was married to Lisa Bode. Oh, no. He was Aquaman. Okay. You know what I mean? He come out the water and shit, glistening and shit, <laughs> hair all everywhere. I'm, this is my picture. Let's I'm doing it. I got to do it. <laughs> so I got to do it. Tattoos, glaming and shit. I can only think about the, the, the you know, the classic Jamaica Photo with the lady come out, she's got the orange Jamaican demo on. Mm -hmm. Everybody recreates that, so I'm gonna recreate the Aquaman, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Let the hair yeah. go crazy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I gotta get right to do that. Should Favio on? They get my Favio on. But anyway, I'm going to the gym. Right. Right. And I'm just pulling into the parking space, bro. I don't even know what I did, right. but apparently I offended someone. <laughs> right. And I'm pulling into the parking space, right? So yeah. whatever happened, I don't even know when it happened. Yeah. But there's a car. So let's say, you know, it's a parking space where you go up and down. It's like the damn grocery store till mm -hmm. you find the park. Mm -hmm. So I done went up in a row or two, and this car is following me. I'm thinking they're looking for a park, too. 
She just want to curse you out. Gee, she followed me to curse me out. <laughs> so I parked, and I'm not even really paying attention. She parks yeah. next to me. Yeah. I'm doing some whole other shit. She blows the horn for me to look up because I'm not paying this shit right. no attention. You got to hear this, motherfucker. You got to hear, you know, hey, right. yeah. I was like, what? Come again? Like, what the fuck is, you know, what do you want? But I thought about that shit to the point of the crack babies and just the energy of Chicago, like, Motherfuckers get shot out here, B. You sure that's what you want to do? For playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you did all that to yell through a car window that was rolled up. It was cold. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you said. You know what I mean? You wasted how much energy to follow me to do that? You stress yourself out. I didn't even know. I don't even know what I did to offend you. Still. Still don't know. Still don't know. You know what I mean? You definitely wasted your time with that, man. But, again, you know, people want to show a fuse out here. It's, it's some different energy out here. You don't know what you're rolling up on these days? No, nah, you definitely don't. You know what I mean? I talked to him the other day, man. And we were just having regular conversations. He was like, man, the one thing I want to do is change my life. I'm saying shorty, but right. 20-something. Young man, right. You know what I mean? He was like, man, when you, I be on the block with my homies, it's like, I can't avoid it. If there's eight people out there, there's eight poles out there. I was like, word? It's like that? He was like, yeah. Yeah. Sure, you shouldn't be following people through the parking lot, bro. No. That's not healthy. No. Right, you got lucky cussing me out. Not when every, not when everybody's piped up and on edge. And on edge and on pills and on crazy. You know what I mean? Chill the fuck out, shorty. Calm down. Calm down. You Calm ain't, down. you know, your ego ain't that big. Nah, people be tweaking, man. It's like, I, I don't know, man. I, I try to be as disarmed as I can. I was on Fifty Third, and uh, I was running in and out, so I was parking. They got like a little fifteen minute parking thing, like right when you turn up in the Harper Court. And so I'm backing into the space. There's a dude in the truck behind me. I can't remember the truck, but he had a nice truck. And I'm backing in, and I, I guess he feels like I'm getting too close, like as I'm backing up. I'm not going to hit you. I just told you I'm the world's best driver, right? I'm not going to hit you, sir. Obviously, he didn't get the memo. He did not get the memo. <laughs> but, I mean, it's 2022. Car got cameras and sensors. Starts yelling at you if you get even a little close. Um... So he blowing his horn like, oh, OC is here. I'm like, so I blow my horn back like, hey, calm the fuck down. So now I get out of the car. And it was nice. It was whatever that last nice day was. I want to say it must have been like Thursday or some shit. Whatever that last nice day was. And so I get out of the car. He's sitting in the car in his windows now. I'm like, bro, I saw you. I wasn't finna hit you. Like, why you why are you so OC right now? He's like, no, no, I was just trying to tell you that I want to get out. I'm like, so get the fuck out. Like, I wasn't. I'm still not finna back up on you so close to where you can't move. Like, just calm the fuck down, man. Like, he was cool, though. He was like, my bad. You right. I'm Calm down, bro. Shorty who followed me was not calm. <laughs> she was ready for war. And I was like, what are we mad at each other for? I don't know. You people know be, I mean? be people be, be charged up, bro. For real. It's too much energy, bro. It's, it's the, 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 energy, the energy is not good. Uh, you can feel it around the city. You can feel it around the country. It's just permeating everywhere where everybody is just... Um, under duress. Under duress, on edge, not thinking. And the 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 value of life is it seems to be at an all-time low, at, mm -hmm. at least in, in my life. Now, we talk historically, you can certainly find times where the value of life was lower. But, well, I don't know about that, actually. Because I, I was, yeah, I was thinking shit. slavery, but we definitely had a higher value as slaves than as the alleged free people. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is at an all-time low, man. I look around and um, at Virginia, University of Virginia, um, three football players got murdered. Three other people 
got shot on campus on a bus um, by a former football player, right? So this dude, they on the bus. This dude used to be on the football team. He walked onto the football team. He was on the roster in 2018. They say he never played, but he walked on the football team. He shot three current football players, a linebacker and two wide receivers, if I understand it correctly. Killed them, shot two other people on a bus. Bruh. They got any, because I, I, I was, I, I saw the headline. I, I didn't really see the story, though. Yeah. You know if they got any backstory to why this took place? Not as of yet. So I, I read as much as I could on it, but as of yet, no motive has been given. Uh, he is obviously in custody. I mean, he was on a bus. Like, what you, you just snapped him. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I don't, I'm trying to think what would make you do this. You know what I'm saying? Like well, because apparently they said it was like on the on the way back from some type of field trip. I don't even know what that means in college, but they was on a bus and it was coming back, um, and the man snapped and and killed three football players, shot two other people on this bus, and so they college age, yeah. And I think it's interesting, man. I think like I bet the, you it was so petty, G. The hyper nature of social media, the hyper nature of expectation, uh, the hyper nature of just life in this moment, the expectations in this moment. It's really interesting, man, because it's creating some amalgamations in human beings. You know what I mean? Uh, At least from what's been traditional. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the brain legitimately works differently. Like, I remember early on in my son's life, man, they would always have me at some kind of therapist, some kind of, you know, questioning if he had attention deficit disorder type of deal, Mm -hmm. right? And if you do the studying on attention deficit disorder, they had to add the H, the hyperactive, to it Mm -hmm. so that they could medicate it, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think attention deficit disorder is a disease. Right. Personally, I think it's a it's, character trait, personality trait, personality trait. Right. And I think that the the drug companies created the H so they could make more money off mm-hmm. making children dependent on drugs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the shit that controls the hyperactive behavior in a child has the chemicals of cocaine and it's a downer. You know what I mean? So you create a lifelong drug addict in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But uh, I just think culturally. This is what the world creates. You think about a kid who's growing up in a world who's who had grown into the internet. Everything moves fast as shit. Mm-hmm. And you can call up shit on demand. Right? So it's not like you got to wait for the commercials. You don't have to have no patience for shit. The world does not undergird having patience at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So everybody's hyper. Mm-hmm. That's just one of the after effects of just being born in this generation. But also, when you think about the attachment to to imagery on social media and the attachment of how capitalism like glamorizes things, it also detaches you from value, yes. other than the greatest sense of value of things. Yes, you know what I yes. mean. So it just creates it creates this amalgamation, and also just separates you from a whole lot of other shit. Like you don't really learn how to interact. You don't really learn how to have genuine relationships. You don't all the shit that traditionally has been so valuable to humanity. You miss out on that shit. You know what I mean. And it just creates this kind of retardation of humanity, bro. So, yeah, you know, it's fucked up. But 
in this generation, it's like the slightest little thing is a trigger to some emotional instability. Yes. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm I'm scanning through some of the article to find some some motives right now, and it's saying the the president of the University of Virginia, um, um, and the the police chief is saying you know they couldn't get to any motive. Right? Authorities do not have a full understanding of of Jones's motive. I'll give you his full name here in just a second. But his father, um, Chris Jones Senior, told CNN that his son was real paranoid about something. He wouldn't tell me everything. Some people were picking on him, and Jones Jr. said he didn't know how to handle it, the father told CNN, of a conversation they had a month ago when his son visited. He said he advised his son to just go to class and ignore them. The father apologized for his son's alleged actions and said he couldn't believe it was him when he was told by the police. Jones is from Petersburg, which is about 24 miles south of Richmond. He went to... Okay. Um, But, yeah, so... I don't know. Um, it's unfortunate, and I, I figured it was some type of. His name is Christopher Darnell Jones Jr., twenty-two years old. That's um, a black ass name. Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. Yeah, that's a black ass name. Yeah, he's he's black. Um, they've got <laughs> that's him. You know what I'm saying? I, I saw his yeah. image and everything. Yeah, and um, those are the three football players that he murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, this was now they said it was in the parking garage after the bus had returned. From a field trip, I don't know, man. I, I knew it was gonna be some type of emotional thing, like you know what I mean. I don't know, like you, you a former football player, you walked on. They current football players. I don't know if there's some jealousy things. I don't know if there's some popularity things going on, and motherfuckers saying this and saying that, and you handle it the way you saw fit to handle it. And it's like, bruh, first of all, the lack of value you had for their lives, but also the lack of value you had for your life to do that in that environment. This wasn't i I'm trying to murk three niggas and get away with it. This is lose control of my emotions. I'm carrying this gun around because I'm tired of people bothering me and shoot them three dudes and two other people in front of all these people. You're going straight to jail, bro. It's like the first, the first thing I heard about the story was the suspect was in custody already. So you, you have no value for your own life and I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm like you always talk about how these people starting like they thinking like it's a video game. Like you gonna hit reset and you're not gonna be doing life in prison, bro. You never going. You never coming home, bro. Like mm-hmm. them three dudes never going home. You never going home. Like it's not a game out here, Gene. I think a lot of these shorties is playing with shit like it's a game, and it's it's not, bro. Nobody's coming. Ain't no ain't nobody yelling cut as you say. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But that's the hyper disconnectivity too, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <clears throat> I heard somebody, and it was a, one of those kind of motivational conversations, and you know what it means to be successful conversations. And they were talking about conversations they was having with college students, and they was like, you know, man, I'm in college, and I just feel like I'm not doing enough. Man, I'm in college, and I don't have this, and I don't have that, and I don't. Man, when I was in college, I wasn't worried about nothing but getting some pussy. <laughs> That was college. You know what I mean? Like, I, how, where was the party? That was college. Where was, we, how, where was we going to who? That was college. Like, school wasn't probably even in my top five. That was college. Like, in regards to, like, my academic career, yeah. college was probably the easiest time I've ever had in regards to, like, classes. Yeah. Right? And it was more so because of just the way college schedules work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
uh, the responsibility of doing your, your your academic rigors is on you. Right. You know what I mean? It's a, here's the syllabus. Here's what I expect. Holler. Do it or don't. Do it or don't. We got your For money. me, that kind of works perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but legitimately, man, I played ball every day. I was in shape. I had a lot of pretty women at my back and call. Yeah. I was having the ball. It's a good time. Right? And I couldn't see past Lincoln Street on in Charleston, Illinois. Like nothing else mattered. It's a good time. It was a great time. Yeah, no, nah, that 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 was that was college. Um, you know, for me, it was it was really coming into into my own and just about like what I like to do in terms of like events or like hosting stuff and stuff like that. Um, uh, we it was a we used to we started putting together this thing we called SIU Idol. I mean, American Idol was like a thing at the time, and so we called it SIU Idol. And I I recently found out that it's still going on, but. Uh, I remember we started that um, with BIB, uh, Blacks Interested in Business, which is a, a prominent organization down there. And uh, I was the marketing director for BIB. And we put on, started this SIU Idol thing. And I remember just like working so damn hard on it. Um, and then being very, very nervous about how it was going to go. Like, are people going to show up? Nigga, that shit was so fucking packed. It was crazy. Like, people standing around the walls, and it was dope-ass show that we put together, man. Shout out to everybody that that that, that worked on that. And then when I found out uh, so many years later that it's still going on and it's still, a, you know, one of the big things on the SIU calendar of events, I was like, that's that's really fucking cool. It was a, a, something I was proud of, but th- that was just my thing. That was So hosting shit and... Women. Like, that was, that was, the, that was the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was. You know. It wasn't like... I don't know, man. I don't. But even to the the, the the SIU idol thing, right? It was yeah. also a time of like self exploration. Yep. Right. But it was yep. really just the people within the pocket of whatever that campus was that mattered. Like that was that became the world for whatever amount of time you was there. Yep. Right. So to feel like I'm not achieving at the, at the, at my highest level when, at, at least in my experience, everybody there was on the same plateau. Right. You could. You know what I mean? I think that I think it speaks to a lack of ability to self discover, right? To self explore, to be who the fuck you are. Like you're trying to be what everybody else wants to be. Everybody's trying to be the same things. Like, bro, this is the place for you to be whatever the fuck you want to be. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the hang up though is different. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the hang up is a comparison to everybody in the world now. Mm. Right, it's not a comparison to uh, people on my campus. Uh, I got you. You know what I mean. I got, I got to be doing what this guy's doing. I again, like I told you, I got my workout on the other day. So right. you know how all these little social media sites go. They got all these little workout gurus yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You know, for sure. And I just breezed past one of these cats, and I just was interested in what he's talking about. Body swole up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do look good. But as he's going, I'm going through his page. I realize he's a very young kid. I didn't recognize this at mm-hmm, first. Mm-hmm. He's in college, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But he has this whole workout regimen going on, on online. He has sponsors. Like he's moving and shaking out here, yeah. you know what I mean? which is hella impressive, yeah. right? But he's also probably the 1%. He's not the norm cat. Right. He ain't the norm in regular business, let alone college. Right. This dude got sponsorships already. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just like. I, I was impressed. Like, God damn, this little young boy humping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that was like next level. But then I think about my nieces and my nephews who are in those age brackets and in mm-hmm. college and the things that they're doing and the way they're attacking life. It's like, on one hand, I got one niece who's killing the game. Sure. Lawyer, about to buy a condo, you know, fresh out of school. I got another niece who ain't really on nothing right now. You know what I mean? Still trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Right? 
same exact age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's okay. And that's what I'm saying, right? That's that's the normal experience. Right. Everybody doesn't mature at the same rate. Right. Everybody's not even going to have the same opportunities. And you all didn't start from the or same place. the same place interest, either. same area of. Nor did you start from right. the same place. Right. 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 So it just is what it is. But it's one thing to compare yourself to a, a small peer group of, I don't know, let's say you're the most popular cat in my demographic. Sure. You might really legitimately know 10 friends. Sure. And you might have a reputation that might exceed to a thousand or something. Right, right. You know what I mean? But that's very different than every time I post a picture, it's 5,000 people touch, talking to me. It, or it's very different than me looking at people who have 100,000 people talking to them. Right, right. You know what I mean? And if you start to compare and contrast to yourself, you always going to fall short. Yeah, you're going to feel inferior. And again, though, I think that's like, that's the, I think that's what colleges was, was for, though, in terms of just finding yourself finding your people finding your tribe finding your group mm. to where you can find value in that right so no, you that's go, real you at high school and it's like okay i'm the whatever like i'm the nerdy kid or i'm the artsy kid or i'm the skateboard kid or whatever it's only a few of us in this motherfucker cool you go to college though it could be a whole motherfucking genre of y'all and you can find extreme value there and comfort there if you are willing to do what's good for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you get to college and it's cool. It's it's cool to be a a thespian or it's cool to be a dancer. Or, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody's want to be the same shit when you don't have to be. This is literally the place for you to go be whatever you are. You find will find yourself. other people. Yeah. 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 Either way, man. Rest in peace to those three. Uh, yeah. You know, it's thoughts terrible, and prayers man. to the other three that got shot. Hope everybody, you know, makes it through. That's terrible, um, man. And, man, you know, I got empathy for the young I boy too. That, that, that did it. You know what I mean? Because who knows what the hell he's going through. Empathy for him, you too. You know what I mean? For sure. Who knows what the hell he's going through. But these incidents is becoming more and more commonplace. Like, we, <clears throat> it's funny how we have this whole public tirade about buzzwords about mental health. Yeah. And then when shit gets this very to these extremes, we don't necessarily quantify it as mental health. Right. You know what I mean? Even just the regular Chicago violence. Right. Right? We don't think about that. We don't attach that shit to mental health. But those are little kids responding to trauma. Man. Absolutely they are. You know what I mean? And I ain't no motherfucking mental health proponent. You right. know what I mean? I, yeah. I say it all the time. It's social health to me. And I still believe still that. Still that is, but they still you know dealing I mean? with something. But they still dealing with that. Right. They still dealing with something. And with the something that most of us are dealing with is the social dynamic. Yeah. And we won't address that shit. No. You know what I mean? No. Because when you address that shit, it threatens the wallets of the motherfuckers who create the paradigm that you, we live in. It also forces you to think differently. And people, for better or worse... Get stuck in their way of thinking. You know what I'm saying? But the motherfuckers at the top of the totem pole have created a value system. Yeah. Right? And the motherfuckers at the bottom totem pole, even though they don't have access to it, they share the same value system. Yeah. You know what I mean? That creates the goddamn problem. That's why the little dude in college, even though he's in college, at what was it, Virginia Tech? Yeah, Virginia. Virginia? At Virginia, which is a heralded place to be. Virginia Tech had a little shit. Mass shooting several years back. Several years ago, right? Mm -hmm. But just to be able to say, I, I go to Virginia. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're winning in life, little bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. really are. Yeah. But in your mind, when you're quantifying against, again, uh, an illusion of what the social standard is, yeah. you wake up every day feeling like you ain't shit. Yeah. So it, imagine that compounded with the little kid on 63rd Street. Right. Shit. College. Motherfucker, I ain't finished high school. Right. 
And and I hate to say this, but at a lot of levels, they're right. The game over already. Mm-hmm. Right? You ain't even got a chance to start, and the mm-hmm. game is already over. Mm-hmm. Right? That's one of the lessons I learned. That was one of the most valuable lessons I learned in high school when I got in trouble and I had to move to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Right? I recognized one that one, white people ain't special. Right. They're not bright. They're not, you know, all my homies in the hood were smart and all these cats down here. Mm-hmm. But they were undergirded by a safety net. Mm-hmm. Right, so no matter what kind of failures or fuck ups you had from zero to eighteen, you could still make it through, right? Because it was undergirded by another set of rules for society for you to survive. You don't have that as a young black child. No, it's all or nothing. No, and if you don't play every card you have dealt in your hand to the best of your ability, by the time you are eighteen, the door does close. It's a minefield. It's it's literally. A live minefield that you're trying to navigate through, and, it, and any next step could be the boom. It could be the boom. Like any next step could be the boom. And if I'm controlling all of this, I'm willing to bet that your free ass by by the time you're 18, you will be back under my control in one way or another. One way or right? Another. You're gonna be dead and gone, which is cool with me. You're gonna become an imprisoned slave, which is Definitely cool with me. And even if your ass tiptoed through this motherfucker, it is only on my terms to do my bidding when you get done and be happy about it. Right. And because traumas, you didn't because you didn't go boom. Yeah, and the traumas and the PTSD associated with that still push you at their beck and call. Yes. Yeah, some amazing shit, man. It, you gotta be a fucking warrior just to survive it. Just to survive it. Just to survive it. In in, in any way, shape, or form. It's it's to understand it takes a lot, right? And I hate this fucking conversation. Mm-hmm. I hate it because it's a conversation I often have with my son, mm-hmm. right? And I be wanting him to get it so bad, right? And I think about even my father's experiences with me. Yeah. I'm sure he wanted me to get it so, so bad. bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you coming from a mindset of a child. It's goddamn it that Kendrick Lamar record I keep talking about where Kendrick was kind of shitting on his daddy. You know what I mean? Like, no, nah, man, you had this shit wrong. No, Kendrick. This is what it is, and you are special. You're part of that 1%, mm-hmm. right? You got lucky, lucky. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Talented, surely. No doubt. Right? But all of the stars align for you to become Kendrick Lamar. It's 800,000 Kendrick Lamars who never had the shot. Yeah. You know, it's 800,000 Michael Jordans who never had the shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's all based just on luck. Like, I don't even want to say luck, too. Luck is part of it from Aryan, but it's also part of design. Yeah. Right? So even when you start thinking about moguls and hip-hop, they were all born within three years of each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's because the goddamn industry and the mode of distribution and all the shit that goes with it in, in regards to the business world that these people had nothing to do with. No coincidence that Jay-Z, Diddy, Master P, Birdman, Dr. Dre, all the same age. They all the same age, bro. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you just happened to be born at the right period of time. Right. Had the right interests. Right. And you got in before this shit was codified. Right. That's it. Right. That's it, G. That's crazy, man. It's bananas. That's crazy, bro. It's bananas. You know what I mean? But it's just like anything that, you know, I was listening to a study the other day. It was like, man, you know, wealth is baked in in America. Two babies born in the same hospital, one black, one white. In this day and time, that black that black baby has been is at a deficit of from a gold. minimum of eighty five percent from gold because eighty five to ninety percent of the wealth in America is baked into the white society. Period. It ain't going nowhere. It's just baked in. Right. 
You know what I mean? Right. And, and I even even like as as the white baby don't know that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The white baby don't understand that, and it's not like there's this obvious advantage. They're built in in such a way to where you like I don't got no advantage over you. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but couldn't explain it to you. But if he had the opportunity to live on the other side, right? What the black baby or the white baby won't know that. But by by age seven, right? Because the shit is so baked in. By age seven, the black baby will know that survival is at the top of his food chain for his experience in their life. Sure. Right? Whereas the white child has a, he's living. Right. He's experiencing. Right. You know what I mean? The black baby's already concerned about his survival. Right. You know what I mean? In most instances. Right. But also unaware that living is a possibility. Living is a thing. Living is an experience that somebody else is having. And so, therefore, you don't grow up understanding the inherent biases against you in the system in which you're trying to survive. You think everybody is motherfucking treading water like you until you have some other experiences. You know what I'm saying? If you grow up and 67 to 79th, stony to the water, if that's Earth, mm-hmm. Earth look the same for everybody on Earth. You know what I'm saying? No, that's real. Until you get outside Earth. What's crazy though, right? You said 67 to what, 71st? 67 to 79th, stony to the water. Stony that was Earth. to the water, right? But if you go anywhere else in America where black folks live, it's the same, same design. Earth. Same yeah. Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And then you think about it. What? The average American doesn't leave more than eight miles from their house. Right. So even if you do travel, let's be just do basic math. Sure. You're usually traveling to see family. Yeah. So whenever you meet your family and wherever they at, they living in the same goddamn dynamics. Earth in New Orleans. Earth in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Earth in Philly. Earth in Philly. It's all the same <laughs> shit, G. So this becomes the world. This is this you is the experience. I, mean? I told my fucking today, G. I was like, I hated Iowa, but it saved my life. Yeah. It just did. It just is what it is. Yeah. That different perspectives and different different experiences and stuff like that. It that it, it, it matters. It matters. Um I want to go back. You was talking about um, Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. and just you know the opportunities and, and, and kind of what it means and people not seeing stuff um, I think this a lot of people live in the in the in the state of like eyes wide shut bro you know what I'm saying you have Nas widely regarded as one of if not the very best MC of all time um you have 21 Savage, one of the most popular rappers out now. 21 Savage says that Nas is irrelevant. Um, Nas has dropped the album King's Disease 3. And for whatever reason, 21 Savage is like, yeah, Nas is irrelevant. That's... You it's, can't. It's not for whatever reason. You though. can't be more blind than that. Like you can't have your eyes any more wide shut than that, bro. So, again, right? It's pulling back the onion layers. Yeah. Right. The reason why Twenty One Savage said that is because currently him and Drake have an album out called Her Loss. Right. 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 And be clear, G. I'm a fan of Drake. I am. Right. Also a fan of Nas. Right. You know what I mean can't say that I'm a fan of 21 Savage. Right. Right. 
But I'm not anti-21 Savage. No, what I've heard of 21 Savage, some of the stuff I've like heard is, is decent. I hate his performance on live. I wanted to snatch his ass off the stage. Okay. <laughs> but Drake, I mean, yeah, Drake and 21 Savage album dropped maybe, I don't know, a week or two ago. Yeah. Right? And I've been rocking with it. Yeah. Right? One, Boog got production credits on the album, so I'm definitely rocking Shout with it. That's family. Boog. You know what I mean? So anything Boog has production credits on, I'm going to run to to hear it. Right. You know what I mean? I just support the home team like that. But it's a good album. Yeah. Right? It's I a agree. good album, right? I agree. Uh, but a week later, Nas, who's widely regarded as one of the GOATs. No doubt about it. Right? I don't give a fuck what hip-hop conversation you get into. His In- name is going to be mentioned. Indubitably. Right? He drops King Disease 3, which I regard as his second best album of all time. Really? I do. Really? I do. Okay. As of right now. Oh. Hey, like, behind Illmatic. In my little bit of time of sitting with it, I like this second to only Illmatic. Okay. You know what I mean? I've listened to it. I, li- I, listen to, I listen to it. I've only listened to it once. But I listen to it all the way through. And I, I do, do. I really like it. It's a hard it's album. It's fire. Yeah, it's a fire album. I'm not, even a, I'm not a huge Nas fan. Respect him, all that. He's definitely on the Mount Rushmore and all that. But, you know, just as a... I'm a super Nas fan, man. And I'm one of those people who's critical of Nas on beats. Mm. He's found a rhythm with Hit Boy. Yes. Right? And not only is it a rhythm where it's a, it's a different sound, but he's cranking out product like he's a 21 year old. He yes. has a different vigor refreshed now. Refreshed and going. He's refreshed yeah. now. And he's going, and a motherfucker with their actual skill set, when they get inspired, motherfucker who don't have the skill set, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're in trouble, Jim. Yeah. Right? But for me, this speaks to our lack of That's culture. the great thing about art, though. It is. As opposed to like athletics. That's true. Art, you can. Not only maintain your skills, you can actually fucking improve. Yeah. And so long as you're able to find that vigor and find that motivation to keep putting it out, imagine if Jordan could really fucking steal a hoop right now. Yeah, we'd never had these go conversations. All this goofy shit we'll be talking about. It wouldn't happen. We wouldn't. We wouldn't have this conversation. We wouldn't if, have if he could goofy. really show up to motherfucking Staples Center and be like, let's let's hoop, LeBron. Let's play. Yeah, we would never have this these shit. Com- wouldn't be. You know what I mean? Shut the not, fuck up. We would not have these conversations. Like, let's stop the bullshit. Right. That's true. But 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 ours is a creation of the mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways, what you're exposed to, what you're taking in, how much you're being critical of, how you think, all that is a response to the communication in your art. Yeah. Right? So yeah. no knock to 21 Savage, but you're not as experienced or exposed 21. as a Nas is. Mm-hmm. Right? But I, for me, this just goes so much deeper. For me, this like solidifies the conversation that I always try to prove the point of we don't have culture. No. And I, and I mean this in this sense, G. Right, because everything we do have is in response to white ideas, right? So here's a motherfucker highly regarded as the greatest of all time, right? It's damn near hard to find a circle where his name ain't gonna get mentioned. No, it's it's impossible, right? And a student or 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 a branch off his tree, which is still Twenty One Savage, just by the sheer fact that you're in this industry, just by the fact that you're a fucking rapper, the fact that you're a rapper, you are a branch, you, you are of his lineage. You owe some shit to not. You owe some to this. You hope you owe some to Bill Russell and Jordan, whether you, you owe Bill Russell or not. You owe some to him, right? You know what I mean? Right. I couldn't, man. Whenever the Grateful Dead do a concert at, at, at the McCormick Place, yeah. they got a line that's lined up to 39th Street, yep. and they do not be 80 year old kids. People, no. They be children. Yes. You know what I mean? Who admire the legacy of what they brought to the genre. Yeah. Right? It's a respect thing. Yeah. They brought this to the genre. We respect this shit. And they're going to be heralded till they die. Forever. Which is why they can still do shows. They be 85 up there. Right? Like. But the reason why 21 Savage can get online and say he's, 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 what'd he say? He's not relevant? Yeah. 
is because our shit is in all response to white capitalist ideas. Yeah. Right? So you're disposable. Yep. You're disposable. Yep. And by the very nature of the definition of culture, mm-hmm. right? Mm. You can't have a disposable legacy. Mm. You can't. Mm. Right? So when the old... That's what culture they, is. It's that's what culture out. is. Right. Right? So when the young niggas be like, fuck the old niggas, and the old niggas be like, fuck the young niggas, that's my proof. Culture's torn. Culture's torn, man. We keep having these arguments. Even when we talk about hip-hop as a culture, not even black culture, right? Because we attach the word culture to hip-hop. Sure we do. Right? The fact that this man had, had, has publicly come out and say this is proof positive that we don't have one. That's a good point, too. I ain't got nothing. I don't got nothing to say against that because that's just a that's just what culture is. It's what it is. You know what I'm saying? You can't say, "Hey, this recipe been in our family forever." Big Mama passed it down to Big Mama. Say fuck Big Mama. And they were like, "Fuck! I don't eat that. I ain't cooking that <laughs> fuck shit." Fuck Big Mama shit. <laughs> I make it better than Big Mama. And I got my own recipe. I don't need that fucking I don't recipe. Need that recipe. I can make this shit out of the white man's book. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Martha Stewart got a new cookbook. You know what I'm saying? I don't need Big Mama's. Fuck Big Mama's recipe. That's that part. That's really what this shit is, bro. Really what it is. It's really what it is. That's really, really. And we champion the shit. We do. You know, it's the reason why we have the LeBron, Mike Jordan conversation. Yes. It's the reason why. Yes. Right. All all of that stuff. When you talk about social media, and like you talk about like who's watching who, and this person go live, and it's three people when they live. This person go live as soon as they turn it on. It's five thousand motherfuckers pouring in to watch. Whatever the fuck they do, I'm just sitting there not saying shit. And people internalize those feelings, but they also make that other person immediately more important, right? And it's like, n- nah, that's not, no, no. And I don't care if if 21 Savage could go live and get more viewers than Nas. Like, that's that's not really what it's, a, you know what I'm saying? That's not really what it's about. But you see that all the time. I was, I was, I got a homeboy named Mike, and he a chef, and he, Fucking fire! Um, I met him when I was in Champagne, and he got a he got a Caribbean restaurant out there. Um, but I was talking to him this summer. I bumped into him a couple times in Chicago, and uh, he's talking about coming, you know, trying to put a restaurant out here. But anyway, he was telling me how he's gotten into, or he's been forced to get into these social media cooking video things uh, because they're so popular right now and they're spreading everywhere. And he's like, man. Just to know him would be to know that he's not that kind of a person. You know what I'm saying? He's more introverted, just chill, cool, fun, doing all that shit. But just that ain't his personality. It's all this look at me shit. Um, he's like, gotta do him. He's like, if you don't, it's see, like that's part of my point. Yeah, right. Things of value do not have to have a fear of time. Mm. Period. Mm. Things of value do not have to fear. Time trends do that strike while the iron hot shit. You got to strike while the iron's hot because this shit is going to go away. Mm-hmm. Things of value are valuable forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Timeless. They timeless, bro. Mm-hmm. Right. Illmatic. Timeless. Timeless. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not even just illmatic. Like just Same. like you said about Twenty One Savage. Like if you go live, he'll get this many followers. Yeah. Only because this is where your generation convenes. Mm. When the rubber hits the road, I don't give a fuck what metric you leverage. You can't fuck with You're Nas. not going to beat Nas. No. Specifically in this sense of him being relevant. It's like Jordan selling sneakers. Yeah. The motherfucker ain't touched the basketball court in 20 fucking years. Right. But when you drop the Jordan, it's selling the fuck out. Period. You understand me? Period. Which is why Nike gave him Jumpman and not Jordan. 
Yeah. Right? You can have this, but this is valuable. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. It just, it, things of value have no fear of time. It's different, bro. It's different, G. It's a, it's a, right? But if you're only quantifying the value of the essence of everything through the metric of the day, then you don't have any value for the thing itself. You're missing it. You're missing it, bro. Your eyes are wide shut, savage. Do better, my brother. Do better. And salute to you, man. The album you put out was fucking dope, right? It, 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 you it. don't have to compare yourself to a fucking Nas. Fuck with it's it. enough room for everybody to celebrate both of y'all. Right? I, I championed the Drake album when it dropped. Yeah. Right? Even your parts of the shit just because you was involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can champion the old man too. And really, the old man will whoop your ass. It's a fact. Fact. It's not... It's not up for debate in my in my it's mind. Not even a debate, G. That's not even up for debate it's in my mind. Not even a debate. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Do better, Savage. Do better. Um, let's get to Dave Chappelle. Dave is the greatest human being alive today. If we're gonna talk about goats, let's talk about Dave Chappelle. I will keep it a buck. Most of y'all that been rocking with us know that, as is too, I am a stand-up comedian connoisseur. I love the art. I love it. I've always studied this shit. I fucking love it. Dave Chappelle was not always one of my favorites. I always thought it was funny. You know what I'm saying? But, like, silly funny. You know what I'm saying? Um, He has ascended... Maybe to the very top of my all-time favorites, just in what he's done with his last four or five specials, the things that he comes out and speaks on. Even when he don't put together a whole special, be like, "This shit is happening." I'll put I'll put together thirty minutes today, twenty minutes for that today. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and do and do that kind of shit. His narratives on societal issues, his honesty. His bravery is unlike I've ever seen. Um, Richard Pryor used to do a lot of it, Dick Gregory. But the way that Dave Chappelle is also able to tie it into like pop culture and all, like he's he's just fucking brilliant, fucking brilliant. Oftentimes, man, you can find somebody that's brilliant. Yes, like that's not a rarity. I don't think. No. Right, I think when you look in the thralls of academia, when you just look in the thralls of creation, it's a lot of brilliant human beings, G. Yes. Right? It's also not hard to find a warrior. It's a lot of warriors out here. Yes. But it is very difficult to find a brilliant warrior. Mm-hmm. It is very difficult mm-hmm. to find a brilliant mm-hmm. warrior. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that even when you like, Ooh. I wasn't always a fan of... Dave Chappelle, like how you just yeah, said. Yeah. I'm, I was just trying to think back, like, before Chappelle show. Like, the only special I could really remember where it was like, I'm cracking the fuck up is when, I can't remember the name of the special, but he was like, sprinkle some crack on him. You know what I mean? That that <laughs> shit was funny. Yeah, you know was, what I mean? But after the Chappelle show, he kind of, like, found Dave. Yeah. And you got to think, man, he's in his 20s and shit when this is taking place. What right. happened that, that I think... The Dave Chappelle show ascending into the fucking stratosphere that it did and becoming the cultural phenomenon that it was whilst he was not reaping the benefits from it 
And then and willing to sacrifice the monies from then it. Then going back to the table, say, "Hey, it's my turn," and they like, "Yeah, fuck no, you. nigger, it's not your turn. Take this." He like, "Take what? And do this? And y'all gonna control what? And fuck y'all, okay?" Right. And then he and then he finds Dave. Right. So part of this journey, right, a life in general, it's it's ebbs and flows, right? And growth comes out of pain. You got to fail to grow. They said that man was a crackhead in Africa. A goddamn devout Muslim. Right? They 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 muddied that man's name across all media platforms. You know what I mean? He has to be a fucking idiot to turn down this kind of bread. He has to be on these drugs to turn down this kind of bread. He gotta be. Right? But that is the very essence and definition of principle. Stand on it. I'm standing on this. Right? At, under all duress, at whatever cost. I'm standing on this. I value me enough to say I'm worth more. Yeah. Right? And it, and for me, and I don't know this to be fact. Yeah. Right? But it's not even about the money at this point. Yeah. It's about, wait, the audacity of you to think you can buy me or the audacity of you to you think you control me. or the aud- I tell people all the time, I, told, I think we said this on the last little Relationship Friday show. I've been an artist all my life, bro. Right. It's very difficult for somebody who's really vested in creation yeah. for another person to control. Yeah. Right? At, at some levels, man, that very essence of creation gives you the very essence of Freedom. God. Mm. I can create what the fuck I want to see out my mind. This shit out right. Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? Right. Right? And it's something that be, it's a gift and a curse. Yeah. Right? Because it becomes very difficult for me to take direction from anybody I don't really respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even those I respect, I'm going to question your shit. Mm -hmm. Because I have the ability to create out of my own mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when Dave hits that rock bottom, he endures whatever he endures and still comes back. Right? It's fearless now. You've already done whatever you could do. You can't do shit. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I've already endured the duress of persecution. I've seen your death. Your proverbial death. I've seen it. And I survived it. And I survived it. And I survived it. You can't take nothing from me, man. When you look that proverbial death in the face like that and come out on the other side. What can you do to me? What you going to do to me? What can you do to what me? What you going to do to me? I've gone up against y'all at every turn. When I came back doing my specials on Netflix, I'm on fire again. What do y'all want to do? Y'all want to redrop the show that caused this dispute in the first place. Mm-hmm. What do I do now? Fight y'all fucking again. But this time, I get to fight from an elevated space of consciousness, right? And On a, power. And power, right? I get to fight from this high vibrational space that just says, hey, y'all, everybody that fucks with me, I know y'all love the Chappelle show. I fucking created it. I know how amazing it is. Do not watch that shit. They not fucking with me. Don't fuck with it. Nobody watches it. But he also is able to leverage the gift and the talent to say Netflix. Mm-hmm. Y'all got this contract with me for these next have a four specials, whatever he was putting out. Stop! Don't let them do this on on Netflix. <laughs> now he uses which one is more valuable, my new shit or this shit? Now he uses his following and his gift, his talent. That's the brilliant warrior. It's the I can fight you in the streets. And in my and with my brain and my talent, yeah, it's fire, man. It is. It's fucking brilliant, and it's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful you know to know watch. What I mean, 
And you can see his audacity even in comparison to his peers. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Come on, man. He don't got to be as funny as you. What? Because my nuts is bigger than yours. Period. I got more gumption than you. I'm not. Dave Chappelle don't motherfucking suck and jive on stage. She's not running back and forth and falling down. And Do you remember they did the Def Comedy Jam reunion show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end, it was him and D.L. Hughley. Right. D.L. Hughley's funny to me, bro. Okay. He is funny to me, right? But they had the uh, teleprompter. It was hilarious at his last show. Him and somebody was here, and I heard he was hilarious. But they had the teleprompter, uh-huh. right? And Dave's audacity. He went up there and did 30, 40 minutes of saying, fuck this teleprompter. Yeah. And D.L. Hughley struggled to stand yeah. next to him. And D.L. Hughley's funny to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's different. But it's, this is a different game, it's bro. different. This is a different game. It's different. You know what I mean? It's not the same. It's not the same game, man. So when he when he went on the Saturday Night Live the other day, but bro, you gotta that be shit able was to like carry it a certain way, man. Yeah, his audacity was full frontal, bro, and I and I sh- fully respect it. And, and one of the things that he said, and I think it's so important for the rest of the world to hear. One, he challenges every he challenged every trope that's in the media today. Ran the gamut, right? He ran the gamut, and I think at some levels he's so fucking smart that it it it. it, it it, it, it goes over most people's heads so they don't even know they're being offended. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, I, and you got to sit with this shit for a little while before you realize that, oh, wait, he, I'm the butt of the joke. And he does it live on the stage. Like, he lets you sit. He'll say it and he'll just be like, like you ain't catch that? And then motherfuckers come with the delayed response like, oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant, G. But one of the things he spoke about. Brilliant warrior. I like that. Uh, was the... Uh, the becoming of Donald Trump. Yes. And he said what was most interesting about Donald Trump for him, when he knew Donald Trump was a different kind of motherfucker. He's an honest liar. He's an honest liar. Right? And he was like, yeah, I don't pay taxes, but if you don't like me paying taxes, change the tax code. That's when you pull the dress up. That's when you pull the wool off the illusion. He said never before had we seen somebody come from out. Out, out of that house that we can't get in. He came out of the house on the front porch. Say, all oh, y'all, everything y'all think we doing in that house is real. We doing that we shit. We doing that shit. All that shit is happening. And then he went back in the house and finished doing it. <laughs> but that's the audacity of power too, right? Yeah, we doing all the shit you think we doing. Yep. Who going to stop me, bitch? Who going to check me? Who going to check me? Right? So what he said to end, black, everything y'all talking about now, black people been on. Black people been on, right? So there's another audacity. Like I said, the audacity of being from the bottom. Yes. Right, which is why I told you early yes. on when we started doing the show was that an old black man once told me that black people were the morality of this country we because we don't else. have nothing else to offer, mm-hmm. right? What happens today, though, is the illusion has mastered itself so greatly, what I just said a minute ago, we have the value system of the motherfuckers that's at the top while not having none of the access. Mm-hmm. So now we don't even have the morality of a community of nothingness. Because now we are, our morality and our moral understanding is attached to an idea that we don't even have access to. Be where your feet are. Be where your fucking feet your are. Your mind is up here. Your feet right the fuck here. You don't see this shit? Be where your feet are, man. Nah, that's real, man. Uh, so what happened, though, Dave did his diatribe, and he did several of them. He talked about Kanye. He talked mm-hmm. about Kyrie. Mm-hmm. He talked about the Jewish community. He talked about Trump. He talked about it all, and he talked about it beautifully and massively. And the next day, uh, the Anti-Defamation League yeah. came out like, fuck Dave Chappelle. Of course. 
right? Just like in his last special, the LBTQ community came out and was like... They tried to give him the boycott the SNL. Fuck Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would almost, if I was a betting man, I'd say for the duration of Dave's life, every time he produces or comes out with something like this, some group is going to come out and say, fuck Dave Chappelle. And if, if you're doing his job properly, somebody should. That's the necessity of that. Yes. Right? But it's not the necessity of it from a comedic space. Right. It's what journalism used to be. It's what media used to be. Challenging everything. It's the necessity the of it. You have mm-hmm. to hold the mirror to. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not, you know, he even how they had that moniker in media now is what bleeds, leads, and news. Yeah, it bleeds, it right? leads. Right? Yeah. If it bleeds, it leads. But that moniker is birthed out of an idea that this shit is just like the rest of any of the TV shows, a production. And it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a production. Mm-hmm. It's a truth. Mm-hmm. And we got to sit in it and we got to deal with it. Right. And no matter how we feel about the and this kind of this is going to go into the Kyrie shit, too, for me. Right. The Kyrie video that he released this this past week on social media. Yeah. But for me, what Dave does is like he, like you just said, it, it puts a mirror to. Right. It puts a mirror to. Therefore, you must deal with the truth of instead of the idea that you've created. Mm. Right. And mm. when I and I, I said it before, the TV is used to be called the idiot box because it, it, it creates your truth. Yeah. It creates your experience. Yeah. Right? And what we're seeing is, back to the hyper uh, nature of social media, which is essentially TV on steroids. Right. Right? And what it's reaping, what's, what kind of harvest it's reaping. Mm-hmm. Right? So you get a Jalen Rose, who I honor and like. Right? All that shit y'all praise LeBron for, Jalen Rose actually does. Right? right? right. Jalen Rose has had the Jalen Rose Academy, which he funds and he finds money for and for X amount, 10 years before LeBron had a school. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about Jalen's school. Mm-hmm. He's producing again. He's following these little kids from kindergarten to their college, to their graduate college, mm-hmm. right? And he's doing it under the act of I'm Jalen Rose. I have enough access to enough friends to where I can fund this shit myself, right? right? But he comes down and says, I'm not with Kyrie and the shit he said about the Jewish community. Back to our culture and I lack thereof, mm-hmm. right? And because we've been indoctrinated and educated by the same system that oppresses us. Right, so at some levels, because we don't really have a code mm-hmm. on one side of the scope or one side of the spectrum, Jalen's always on code. You you know Jalen loves black people. You just do, right? Right, but on the other side of the spectrum, when the nuance comes into play, and our lack thereof education of understanding comes into play, mm-hmm. you don't know what side to choose. So Jalen immediately comes out and says, "Man, I ain't really with." That shit. Because the narrative that's been seeping out is you shouldn't be with that shit. Right. So those in the black community who pushed back on Jalen, a week later he got to come out and clarify his value to the culture. You wouldn't have to do that if we had a culture. You wouldn't have to do that if we was on code. On code. You wouldn't have to do that if journalism was honest. You wouldn't have to do that if education was honest. You wouldn't have to do none of that shit. Right? So back to Dave Chappelle's Trump line. Here's a motherfucker in the house saying, we doing all the sh- We doing everything you said we doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now do something about it. The problem with that is there's only the community that thinks they're doing all the shit that they say they're doing is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And then when you start throwing rocks at that or questioning that idea because everybody else is wrapped up into the insanity, mm-hmm. right? The same motherfucker starts to look. Insane. It's like the preacher down there in front of the motherfucking Old Navy on Michigan Avenue. Right. Nobody trying to hear that shit. Shut your ass up. That's wild. 
That's crazy, bro. That's wild. I mean, you think about it just like, you just think about it visually. You got a fucking house that's relatively small compared to what outside the house, right? You got a house with a few motherfuckers in it playing the game, controlling and dictating all of the circumstances outside of the house. Now, everybody outside of the house is being impacted by the shit they're doing inside the house. What we could do is burn the fucking house down, knock it down, throw rocks at it, whatever. What we are doing is all killing each other to try and squeeze through that fucking front door. Hey, man, knock the motherfucking house down, Joe. Like, that's like, it's, man, Dave Chappelle, honor and respect to you, sir. I always give that to King Salim and, and deservedly so. But honor and respect to Dave Chappelle too, man, because that brother brings it in a way most people can't and even fewer people would. Like that it's 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 inspiring. Um I appreciate it. It inspires me personally. Um just on some shit. And it's like, man, that's that's hard, man. That's hard. I, I love it. Hey, man, I said it before. Revolution is necessary. That does not mean it's going to be effective. Mm. It's or, fucking necessary. Or though. successful. Right. Don't mean it's going to be successful, right. but it's going to always be necessary. Necessary. Right? And, and again, that's to the point I'm making. When everybody's fucking crazy, when everybody believes in the delusion, you can't revolt against that and what you love. Cannot. You know? I also wanted to read this tweet that comes out after uh, the Anti-Defamation League shits on, on, on Dave Chappelle. And it's a. It's, I'm assuming. It, well, this is the the, the uh, one of the officials from the from the ADL, the Anti Defamation League, and he says we shouldn't expect Dave Chappelle to serve as society's moral compass. Mm-hmm. Think about the words he's using in the context that we just put this shit in, right? We shouldn't expect Dave Chappelle to serve as society's moral compass, but disturbing to see in the NBS, NBC, SNL, not just normalize but popularize anti-Semitism. Because now Dave Chappelle's an anti-Semitist. Didn't hear that. Right? I watched it twice. Yes, it. Why, why are Jewish sensitivities denied or diminished at almost every turn? Why does trauma trigger applause? You just told me about a comedian that calls himself Willie Lynch Jr. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Just think about this one tweet. Think about how minimal... The value of the black experience is how minimal the value. Think about motherfuckers be like, stop talking about slavery, man. I wasn't here when your my grandfather. Did. I'm not right. responsible. Right. Like that's the response. There's no reparations for black people because of that response. No culture, right? Stand on code. But it's you have no power either, mm-hmm. right? So I can call you an anti-Semitist, but just saying the word "the" and "Jew" like Dave Chappelle said. You know what I mean? Two most dangerous words to use in combination. Yeah, "the" and "Jew." You know what I mean? But we can't even talk about the black holocaust. Right. Y'all lost six million. We lost a hundred million. And motherfuckers tell us, get over it. Right? I'm going to go further. This is another person. Rudy Rockman, another Jew. Mm-hmm. Right? Dave Chappelle's SNL skit was a meticulous and calculated move to desensitize the population from anti-Semitism, getting society to laugh at Jewish traumas and struggles. And normalizing historic tropes by manipulating the average person's pain and redirecting their reactions onto the Jews. Can you say the Negro experience? Yes. No, you can't. 
Then he says, this is one of the earlier steps, but once the stage is complete, the attacks evolve from verbal to physical, then from individual to institutional. And because most will already be desensitized, the world will watch and do nothing. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Nigga, we been on that. Nigga, we been on that. But check game, though. This is a lesson from my father. Mm-hmm. Went to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. He said, one of the again, propaganda is one of the first yeah. points or access points of war. Yeah. Right? So instead of calling the, the enemy the Viet Cong, they called them gooks. Because it's easier to kill a gook than it is to kill a Viet a person. Kong, a Vietnamese a person. person. Right. <laughs> so we created the word gook. Right. Right? Now, let's internalize that to black history. It's a difference between a man and a nigga. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Let's look at this shit. Let's look. This is the same. I want us to really study on. this. One tweet this motherfucker says, right? He says, wait, wait, wait. I, 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 I missed it. Okay, he says, this is one of the earlier steps. But once the stage is complete, the attacks evolve from verbal to physical. Yeah. Nigga to slavery to beating. That's verbal to physical. Yeah. Right? Then from individual to institutional. Yeah. If that ain't the black experience, we're institutionally oppressed Today. 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 In every in American institution. Every facet of an institution that you think of. We locked out of every one. And because most will already be desensitized. Yes. The nigga experience. Yes. The world will watch and do nothing. It's everywhere. Every day you see right? it. All over social it's media. Do nothing. This has supposed to be. Yeah. Right? When Rodney King got his ass beat, well, he must have did something. Had to. Right? George Floyd, 20 years later, where well, well, he was had to be on drugs. Right. Right? All the shit you're saying is the black experience. That, right? That's, that's, that's why what Dave Chappelle was all, preemptively, he's all, he know what y'all coming with. Yeah. And he's preempting it like, nigga, we been on that. He just know truth. It's just the truth. Right. And he's not afraid to say it. Right. So the Rudy Rockman goes into saying history is, re- is repeating, but it doesn't have to repeat. When Jews were slash are united and empowered... They have always overcome the greatest of enemy civilizations or struggles. When Jews were slash are divided and assimilated, history repeats an outcome all too familiar. Now, if we stay, take a step back, the metaphysical root of this irrational, illogical hatred and age-old rejection of the Jewish people has always stemmed not only from the nation of Israel having the potential to, but also having chosen the responsibility to heal this world. I know many don't want to face that responsibility and want to believe the world will come running to save the Jews or that we can just blend in and be like everyone else. But we can't. Jews chose to accept responsibility and the mission statement of Tikkum Olan and to be of or Lagoam, which means to be the light on to others and heal every problem in this world. If the world was a body, what organ or function would play that role? The immune system. Now, if you look at the Israeli relationship with Palestine, mm-hmm. right? And depending on what side of the argument you line up on, Israel is essentially stealing Palestinian land, mm-hmm. right? For their so-called proclamation of the Bible. Mm-hmm. We are, like he said, the chosen people, right. right? This is where I push back on all of the 
backlash on the Kyrie of Kanye's arguments, right? All of this shit is biblically based. Mm-hmm. All of the Bible is based in the inception of man. Of the inception of man is in response to creation in Africa. That ain't none of y'all land, B. Right. That part. You understand what I'm that saying? That part. The Palestinians, nor the Israelis. Mm-hmm. None of this is yours, bro. Mm-hmm. Right? This is some, all of this shit is belongs to some black man. Right. It just is what it is. Right. In, in context and logic, that's all it could be. Right. You know what I mean? But again, to the point, like he said earlier, when we stick together and we are on code, we can do whatever the fuck we want to do. And we're proving it. Yeah. I.e. back to Dave Chappelle. Tell you to. When he ended the jokes. He said, when it's black, it's a gang. When it's, when it's Italian, Italian, it's, it's a mob. mob. When it's the Jews, it's the... Coincidence. It's a coincidence. That motherfucker's a genius, man. He's cold. He's cold, bro. He is cold. He must be protected at all costs, man. He must be protected, but he also must be followed. Studied and analyzed. And I don't mean fucking social media followed. I mean pick up the mantle that he's carrying and and follow the man and and be of the same elk and put skin in the game. Put your money where your mouth is. He was like, one of his specials, he was like, well, Dave Chappelle, who are you to tell, I can't remember what group he was talking about. LGBTQ. Okay. Who are you to tell LGBTQ community how they should respond to something? Like, I'm the nigga who walked away from 50 million to stand on what I believe. I'm the one who really took this loss. I'm the, I'm really, I'm really on what I say I'm on. I'm G. really him. I'm really on what I say I'm on, and it's so fucking rare, and like, it's it's just like it it surprises people so fucking much. Everybody expects you to take the LeBron stance, not the Kyrie stance. Everybody expects you to take the Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal stance. That's what the expectation is, and so when you don't do that, everybody's like you out of your motherfucking mind. They thought that about Dave Chappelle. They think that about fucking Kyrie. My little ass on the very smallest fucking level relative to these motherfuckers, nobody can believe the stance that I take about this fucking sports journalism shit. They're like, what the fuck you mean? NBC called and ESPN called and you was like, mm. Shout out to Reddy Rock, man. Shout out to Reddy Rock all the time. Why she, we shouting um, out this time? She put a comment in, in the I Said What I Said Facebook page. And she was like, too, it's like, Shit you say all the time is coming to fruition, right? And I think about that, and it's just like you just said about the Nas and 21 Savage, mm-hmm. right? We have a platform, and it's a platform that I appreciate, and we built it for this reason. Right. And we're building it. We're growing it. We're yeah. trying to grow it. We're trying to you know, open up the doors for conversation. And whenever I talk about uh, our podcast and the conversations we have, I always explain it like we're having high-level conversations without using high-level language, mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's so very important because I think that, you know, because we've been oppressed, because we've been locked out of education, because we've been locked out of academia, sometimes we don't even understand the concepts of how well the the the, the illusion works. Mm-hmm. Because when it's spoken about, it's spoken about a language that we can't comprehend in a lot of times. Right. Right. So when you hear Michael Eric Dyson talk or when you hear uh, 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 my man who wrote the... Uh, 
the man not book, the Tommy Curry book. Mm-hmm. When you hear these people's language, like the man not book is a book that's like 800, 900 pages. Right. Right? The average person in our community is not cracking that book. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So you're not going to be privy to the information, right? But what happens is it takes people like us who are privy to the information, to dissect the information, come back and, and, and be able to distribute the information in a way that's digestible to the community. Yeah. Right, yeah. and that's a necessity, right? And in that, we all we grow our own ideas too, right? Sure. But oftentimes, people think we're very reckless in the way that we speak, you know, and and, and that's very specific it's and purposeful, right? It's intentional, right? Uh, but to that point, we do say a lot of this shit yeah. way before it reaches. It's almost like we're predicting shit, but it's not a prediction. The it's, writing is on the wall. It's an honest assessment of what's it's happening. It's just an assessment. And the audacity to say it. And the audacity to say it. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's based in our perspectives. Yeah. Right? But our perspectives is unique. This time is unique. Our location, is, you know, just like we talked about Birdman, Diddy, and all them people being yeah. born in the right. I think us being born here in this moment and in this city matters in regards to matters. this conversation. Matters. So we got to find ways to grow this conversation to a larger platform so that the bullhorn becomes bigger because in my mind, this is the most important conversation in media. I agree with you. I agree with you very, very, very well. So that's exactly where we are. And that's exactly what we're doing. And and shout out to y'all for, for continuing to help us do that. Um, and, and for also thinking that this conversation is important. Um, man, you was talking, you talked about, Dave Chappelle, we talk about Dave Chappelle and his fearlessness and, you know, facing that proverbial death. I was just reminded of, and this is kind of off topic, I'm sorry, but I was just reminded of uh, Jim Valvano's speech in, like, 1993 at the ESPYs. Uh, Jim Valvano was a coach at North Carolina State. Uh, he, you know, died from cancer. He was battling cancer, and he received the Arthur Ashe Award. I think it was, like, the ESPYs in 93. And uh, he gave this famous speech about never giving up. Uh, you know, as he was, you know, dying from cancer. At some point in the speech, and he's giving this speech, and he's talking, he's talking, he's talking, and he looks into the camera, and he's looking in the teleprompter, and he was like, and Dick Vitale was over here, and they good friends, two Italian dudes, right? And um, he like, he like, yo, this is somebody in the back in the teleprompter talking about 30 more seconds. He said, I got tumors all over my body. I worry about some dude in the back talking about 30 seconds. Hey, hey, you got some, hey, fucking phenomenal, buddy. <laughs> he was like, it, like he was, balls like, on like you, that's man. really what he was. Really know, what it, that's really, he turned the thing about like, balls on you, put man. the balls on this kid. Like, I've, I've got tumors all over my body. I worry about some dude in the back talking about 30 seconds. He's like, hey, phenomenal, buddy. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Like, mm-hmm. once you face that real, like, it ain't the, 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 the audacity, the gall that comes from that is necessary. And I wish we didn't fear that proverbial death so much that we wouldn't say it on the front end. You know what I'm saying? It's they often say, man, until you've come to terms with death, you can't really live. Can't live. And I think that's some real shit. And again, back to what I said, right? I think it's so important that we were we are who we are, born where we were born. In the moment in time of where we were born at. Yeah. One of the damn traumas associated with being a Chicagoan is that, and this is just the truth, we don't attach very much value to life. Hey, man, we got... It's so, it's snatched, it gets snatched so easily from us. We got to talk about the, the, the violence over the weekend, man. I'm with it, but to the point I'm making. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's very rare that you find somebody that's brilliant and a warrior. And a warrior. I love that, man. Right? But in an environment like ours. Yeah. 
If you make an investment into intellect, warrior isn't that hard mm. because it's the what got it's a goddamn uh, 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 remnant of just surviving this city. I don't know, too. I push back on that a little bit. I don't think that I don't think that everybody that's that that lacks the warrior instincts is ignorant. Like I don't think that I'm not saying that at all. I don't think that LeBron James is ignorant to I'm the reality of the circumstances. Either. I'm not saying that at okay. all. I'm saying it's a nuanced thing. I'm saying it's not hard to find brilliance and it's not hard to find a warrior. Right. It's hard to find them together. Yes. It's hard to find a brilliant warrior. Yes. Right? So when I was making the comparison to us and being born in this moment in time, yeah. I, I stated that one is find someone who's made that investment in intellect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And being just the very remnant of the nature of survival. And I'm, you know, it's, I'm going to say this to most media platforms, specifically in regards to Chicago and specifically in regards to black people. Yeah. Right outside of Africa, this is the largest concentration of black people in the world. Yeah, Cook right? County, Cook County, mm-hmm. right? And most times when people are in the public sphere and they say they're from Chicago, it's a rarity one, but two, that's really not true. Oftentimes, right? They're usually from outskirts and surrounding cities. They came to feed off the reputation. They feed off the reputation, mm-hmm. but they're really not from the trenches of Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kanye was born in the South Shore area, but I've known Kanye since I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and he didn't live nowhere in the city limits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He had that suburban experience. Mm-hmm. And I know a whole lot of other people who are famous from Chicago right now. No disrespect to them people, right? But their their Chicago experience is a byproduct of a choice they made later on in life. Not even the suburb, not even like the suburban experience, not even like the Harvey Country Club Hill experience, which is fine, but even like the Obama experience. Mm-hmm. Anybody in the world tell you he's the from Chicago. I mean, they might say he was born in Hawaii or wherever the fuck, but, right. he, but he, he's labeled as a Chicagoan. But he's not. Right. Right. And that there's a uniqueness to that experience. Mm-hmm. You know Oprah Winfrey. I mean? Yeah, not Chicago, right? right? Shit, I went to when I went to college, most motherfuckers was like, I'm and it's just downstate Illinois. Right. Most motherfuckers was like I'm from Chicago, but when you really break down the math, it might have been ten people from Chicago. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And it's a very unique difference. School. It's a nuance, but it's unique. <laughs> That's why Chicago people always ask you what school you went to. Yeah, but it's, that'd be like their second question, <laughs> right? So if you're not from here, right, right, you might not be privy to those nuances. Sure, right. But being from here, you realize one how delicate and fragile life is, right. and as you ascend, you also realize how many of us don't get the opportunity to ascend past the barriers mm-hmm. of of, mm-hmm. of of this city. Of the circumstances we born of into. the circumstances we born into. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. Right? And there's a different relationship to the world because this fight, like when you start dealing with any like fears or anxieties, like there's only like four responses to that shit. It's like fight, flight, fawn, and some other shit. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Right? But this shit breeds a certain kind of human being. Right? In most instances, we see it played out on 63rd Street. Sure. In most instances, we see it played out on some tough Tony shit. Sure. All of us going to respond that way. Sure. Right? And in most instances, because of the damn nature of the city creates a level of fear where it's you over me. That's what it is. Right? It's not going to be me, my nigga. That's so I'm bombing first. Right? But when you invest in the shit that we value, right? Black life. Right? Black consciousness. And you're rooted in that warrior spirit. And you're rooted in that warrior spirit. You yeah. become that mirror America needs in this moment in time. Mm-hmm. 
right? Mm-hmm. You are a remnant or off a branch off the tree of the Dave Chappelle line of thought. Yeah. Right? And I think it's interesting that when you start to really understand Dave's experience, one being in D.C., Chocolate City, right? right, And you at the feet of American power while not having access to it in D.C. Right. Like the projects in the White House is on the same fucking block, my G. Right. Right? You see all this power and you know over here everybody eating ramen. Right. You know what I mean? And then when he wasn't there, he was in Yellow Springs. Right. Right? Now, he might have had a wonderful time in Yellow Springs, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, Yellow Springs is Ohio and that's the Midwest. Right. Right? Them white folks is different. Right. They just are. Right. And it creates a different kind of human being. It just does. Dave Chappelle. Um, Kyrie went live. Um, Kyrie went live on social media. Uh, obviously, he's you know been suspended by the Brooklyn Nets um, for his perceived anti-Semitic tweet in which he just uh, tweeted out a cover of the movie um, that has alleged anti-Semitic tropes in it. Um, his refusal to immediately apologize and then to complete a task list of things they wanted him to do, a checklist of things they wanted him to do, including meet with the ADL, who you was just referring to. Um, anyway, Kyrie went live, and about 22, 25 minutes, something like that, 27 minutes, um, just going live. And he was not so much defending his position so much as – Explaining his own thought process, one, but two, putting in a call to action to his generation, as he said, the millennial generation, uh, which he said was born from 81 to 96, um, about the work that needs to be done, the truth. Their role and responsibility in the next journey. Yeah, yeah. And, and, And the connectivity that they must have to generations before and generations to come thereafter. And because of the timing in which they're born, um, uh, me being one of the older ones of that too, um, the necessity or the responsibility that, that, that comes along with that. And to be willing to learn from the generations that, that have gone before you and then to teach honestly the generations that are going to come behind you but i just i I just i just think that Kyrie is on this great journey of Mm self-discovery and i i applaud him for sharing me too man it was heartfelt and it was honest and i fuck with it right but it's also very interesting because i'm not of that generation Mm -hmm. right and i and i'm sure the generation before me would probably find us kind of interesting you know what i mean but for me that that diatribe that he went on I see these kind of conversations where, and I always talk about it in the sense of, I call it the new black, mm. right? Like I just talked about my two nieces who, you know, in their 20s and they start life and they moving the way they moving. Or even when I talk about my kids, like they move the way they move. And even in the nuance of them having a very un- rigid kind of consummate Chicago experience, yeah. there's nuances to how they explore that experience. Yeah. Right? Like I remember my kids, we get in the car and you could turn on, I don't know, B96, a white radio station, and they're going to know 60 to 70% of the songs on that station. Yeah. And then I harken back to my day. 
I couldn't tell you a white record. I couldn't tell you a white artist. I just wasn't in tune with that yeah. world at all. Yeah. And for me, Kyrie talks like that. And, and, and at his crux or at his core, he might be right, right? The evaporation of the jerseys, right? The the, yeah, the I struggle with that. I struggle with those ideas, but that becomes a, a, a overarching idea in his speech, right? I'm for everybody. I, don't, right? I, didn't, I didn't grow up seeing color. I didn't grow up seeing color. I'm for everybody. It's people of color, all that shit. And it's a it's a it's a overarching conversation everywhere in the world right now. Yeah. Specifically all the way everywhere in America. Yeah. Right? But I'm uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. I think this is wrong. And I think maybe again in the euphoric world he might be right. Right? But in this here Rome, you better pick a team. You better pick a team. Right? You better pick a team. Because they're gonna pick one for you. Cause they they've been picking them for you. The, you, the fact that you're in the situation you don't in know it now is a responsive. They've chosen your team, they bro. Told you what team you on, bro. They've chosen your team. It man. ain't the fucking Brooklyn Nets. It ain't the Brooklyn okay, Nets. Okay, it's the they, nigga Nets. Okay, you got an in. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like that's 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 what it is, bro. Yeah, I struggle with that, G. So even though and I and I get it, right? Like you said, he's on his journey of self discovery, and there's other people not even of that generation that believe those same. Things and those same ideas, yeah. right? But I don't. I, I'm not. I, I can't. I can't function in that level of ideology, or that level of idealism. Yeah. My reality is root. I'm where my feet are. Yep. Right. And where my feet are tells me that I'm up against redlining. Dictates. It tells me that I'm up against poor food choices. Yeah. Poor food options. It tells me that I'm up against police brutality. Miseducation. Miseducation. I'm up against my son having the possibility of not coming back in the door when he leave out the house. I'm up against, that's real to me. Yeah. All this shit is real to me. Yeah. So that everybody love you bullshit, that ain't real to me. Right. Right, this kumbaya bullshit, that ain't real that to me. That ain't never been my experience. That ain't never been my experience, so I can't operate from that space. Right. I just, it's not comfortable for me to even tell that lie to myself. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with you on that. And it's like, anytime we you have that conversation and people want to give you, you know, these anecdotal examples of, such unity or like like yeah don't don't give me the I got black friends I got white friends too you know what I'm saying like I I don't think that every white person wakes up hating me right but the system dictates the teams not me period you know what I'm saying I didn't wake up and choose the shit you got drafted at conception I didn't wake up and choose the shit the system told me that's right okay like you said by the time you said by the time a black kid is seven he might not know what's in the white locker room, but he damn sure know what ain't in the black locker room. That's real. And it's like the, the system told me what this shit is. And, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll live life and I have my personal experiences and my personal relationships and that's fine, but not to the ignorance of the design. You know what I'm saying? Not to that point. Right. And so I, I always struggle with that too. And I know a lot of people, um, I know some other people who have, who have gone through their own, you know, uh, journeys of self-discovery and have began to subscribe to such thinking of oh we're just it's just it's just the human race that's that's wonderful and utopian as fuck utopian than the motherfucker to me it sounds phenomenal mm-hmm. I would be for it I really would be for it but I'm not ignorant I'm not blind to the realities mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I'm not blind to the realities and I remember uh I remember, I remember talking to Jake. I remember, Jake, I was talking to you, and Jake was talking about um, moving to Inglewood, right? And Jake was like, 
He was like, yo, I always heard about Inglewood. And then he's like, I'm walking around, and it's a fucking Whole Foods and a Starbucks. I said, Jake, the sheer fact that you moving there was ever on the radar meant that shit was coming. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like before that shit came, you it would have never crossed your mind. It, you, it would have never even reached your hemisphere to be like, that's a place to live. It would have, you know what I'm saying? That's real. Inglewood always fucking been there. Mm-hmm. But as you start to see white folks walking dogs and jogging and shit around 63rd, it's like. By the time the memo reaches you, the transition has already started. It's, it's cracking already. Yeah, you second generation. It's cracking. Yeah. So the, the 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 whole fools and all that shit. Yeah. As soon as we saw that shit, we knew what time it was. We just waiting on y'all to show up now. Like, um, it's it's there's just a it's predetermined, and it's 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 predetermined by the few people inside that proverbial house that Dave Chappelle was talking about. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. everybody else outside that house, unable or unwilling to acknowledge that very truth. And behave accordingly, which should be to knock that fucking house down, not step on each other trying to get through this one little fucking door. Yeah. Because you all been intoxicated by the illusion of the idea. Yep. You know what I mean? I.e. Yep. back to Dave Chappelle being yep. a mirror. Yep. You know what I mean? What he's, Even the joke he told about Kanye. He's like, what Kanye say on Drink Chance? You see, I don't wear jewelry. Billionaires don't wear jewelry. And he tucked his chain, nigga. Put your chain on. <laughs> then at the end of the he said, put your, put your chain back on, nigga. You know what I mean? One and a half billion in a day. Right. Gone. Poof. Right. And, Let and, you know how fragile and unreal this shit is. And, and, and that was a comparison to slavery, too. Put your chain back on, nigga. Oh, I'm, be clear. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. sir. So I just think we got to understand. And that's what Dave says. Like, be where your feet are, bro. That's be what he's saying. Be where your feet are, G. You know what I mean? Be where your feet are. Understand the game. Play it to the best of your ability, but be but clear understand. of understanding of the game. Understand what it is, bro. Understand what it is. I love this. I love this conversation, man. I I I think I'm already thinking about a couple of tattoos I want. I I gotta earn the fucking brilliant warrior one though. I love that the the concept of it, right? To be brilliant and to be a warrior is rare. It's rare, man. Oh, uh, and I, especially the the higher you climb, the more brilliant you become at whatever your thing is the less likely you are to be a warrior because you don't want to risk your trinkets of your brilliance. But I'm going to tell you, though, G, they don't get celebrated in history. No. Right? Because there's been a few. Right? Shaka Zulu was a brilliant warrior. Mm -hmm. Che Guevara was a brilliant fucking warrior. Sure. Right? DeSaline was a brilliant fucking warrior. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Castro ruled Cuba for 50 fucking years. Right? Castro and Che Guevara took over Cuba, but it was Che Guevara who was the guy. For sure. Right? Castro was kind of cowardly. Yeah. You know, and brilliant, though. Yeah. But kind of cowardly. Yeah. But he knew he had this demon on his side. Yeah. Tucson was revered in history. Mm-hmm. But DeSaline was brilliant and the motherfucking killer. You I know cut what your I mean? head off, fam. But to the point of how do we shape shift America? Somebody asked me that today. Like, they, and they always ask us, like, well, what's the solution? Right. Right? Because they think you're supposed to be the end all be all with solutions. Right. And I could give you solutions. I'm not even bullshitting you because historically these are the solutions that always work. Right. Right? You got to kill people. That's the that's the real solution, right? It sounds fucked up, but that's the real solution. Oh, it's not a game, right? though. It's like, it's, it's, not. it's. it's 
Right, Re- any great revolution is a hey, revolution is necessary. Necessary, right? And it doesn't have to be successful. It doesn't have to but, be successful, but it, ha- but, it is but, necessary. But, but it can be, but it can be effective, and that's why when he was like, it don't have to be effective. I'm like, no, it's it's effective. It don't have to be successful. The shit is definitely effective. When um, damn, what was the the most popular slave uh rebellion? Nat Turner. Nat Turner. When Nat Turner went through. Murky motherfuckers. Hey, is he gonna is he gonna kill his way to the top? Hey, nah. man, they made furniture out that man. Think about that shit, G. Yeah. They made furniture out of that man's body, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. They made furniture out that man's body, G. But it was necessary. But it was still necessary. and it was effective. Yeah, not successful as we may deem success or not, but certainly effective yeah. and necessary. To the to the more, to the main point, it's, it's fucking necessary. Yeah, but the only other option besides that is to fully drop out of the value system. Yeah, right. And the reason why all of those revolutions that were effective were effective was one they didn't come in with the value system. Yeah. But what you recognize is over time, even those rulers start to get intoxicated by the idea of power. Yeah. And they start to implement the same concepts on the oppressive on the oppressed that the previous oppressor implemented on them. Yep. You know because I mean? we don't want to burn the house down. We just want to get through the door. We just want to own the house. Sit. I want to do shit to you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, I don't want to do this shit to nobody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to get to this spot so I can be like, now let me fucking like oppress white people. That's, I, that, I have no desire for that shit. Like, it's, it's wild, man. One more thing I want to mention about something I appreciate about Dave Chappelle and, and his his appearance on Saturday Night Live was two things actually. One, that he brought Black Star with him uh, as the musical guest. Black Star is uh, Yassine Bey, uh, formerly um, uh, what the fuck was Most Def. Most Def. Formerly Most Def. And him and um, uh, Talia Kweli. Talia Kweli are duo uh, with Black Star. They call that, which is also fucking dope. It's an old, uh, old to, uh, why can't I think of anybody? Marcus fucking Garvey. Name? Thank you, my God. An old to Marcus Garvey. Um, uh, shout out to Marcus Garvey. Shout out to them for using that name. Uh, both of us affiliated with the Black Star Project. Shout out to Philip Jackson. Um, um, so I thought that was dope, one, to just bring them, but also how he was shouting out uh, Drink Chaps, right? A lot of people heard Drink Champs for the first time last night. The name. You know what I'm saying? On Saturday Night Live. And so I just thought that was a cool thing. I know it was a big thing with Dave Chappelle when him and Black Star were on Drink Champs. Drink Champs went to Dave Chappelle's crib in Iowa and Ohio and um, whatever. I don't Whatever was going on with the episode, they didn't pull out the full episode. There was some clips that came out, whatever. But they ended up pulling the thing down. It was right around Kanye saying the shit, I think. And so there was, I don't know. Uh, but anyway... I just appreciate that he shouted them Even out. With that, real Black quick Star. though, right? So that quote I made earlier when I said things of value have no fear of time. Mm-hmm. That's a quote I got from Most Dev Yasin Bay mm-hmm. and Talia Kuli Black Star because they just created a new album mm-hmm. called No Fear of Time. Mm-hmm. When I talk about letting go of the value system, yeah, right? They didn't put that album out on none of the DSPs, right? If you want this album, you got to go get it exclusively from them for X amount of dollars. Yeah. What it sells, I don't give a shit because this is my art, this, this is mine. my creation, and I love it. Right? If you value it, you'll come pay for it from me. If you don't, I respect that. But that's completely dropping out of the game of 
the American paradigm. Yes, it is. I don't care what the stats say. I make. I'm gonna make what I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make what I'm gonna make. That's not what I'm here for. If you value my creation, if you value my art, come holler at me. Come build. Period. Come build. And it's interesting that they rocking with Dave because those are all people of the side mindset. Even Yay, for what it's worth, Yay has a little bit more of a value in that tradition. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? But he's he's it's Jay's fighting between the two worlds, bro. Yeah. Because he was raised in Nosebin's Elk. That's what I, yep, there you go. You know what I mean? There you go. But he desired the Jay-Z life. Yeah. And it's like, what do I do here? You know what I mean? What do I, how do I play both games? And you can't. Yeah. You'll never be successful. Yeah. You got to pick a fucking team, Jay. Yeah. America chose your team already, yeah. bro. You can't play both sides of it. Play. You got to play. Um, Let's just address uh, our fearless leader once, once, and, and, and before we get out of here, um, Minister Farrakhan, who I don't know if you have, but I hadn't seen him since the Swan speech. Mm-hmm. Um, he came out um, talking about Kanye and Kyrie, and you know he spoke as the minister speaks fearlessly, um, speaking his truth. And uh, one, it was just good to see him. Uh, I had been thinking about him a lot lately just in terms of his health and all of that the swan song was just some mis- mixed messaging in there I didn't know if they was gonna do some he went off into the ship in the mountain type shit you know what I'm saying um, so I mean I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating that coming <laughs> you know what I'm saying but I didn't know if, I didn't know if the ship had already arrived you know what I'm saying so I was you know, I was actually I was pleasantly I was, I was happy to see the minister um, number one um, and then what he had to say was you know he's the minister He's the minister. But so quietly I've been telling you about this opportunity. HBO been trying to deal with me. Yeah. Film around some stuff. Would would I, I I tried to involve the nation in. Right. So I've been dealing with the nation heavily for the last probably, I don't know, three, four months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's new leadership at the nation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh but I've been going to mosque, you know, sporadically. Right. Right. And it was interesting, like before all this stuff surfaced and hit the fan. Uh, shout out to Minister Ishmael too. Like I know, you know, Minister Farrakhan has spoken Ish, about this for years and years and years. He's talked about it as if he was a token or a showman, and people show up to hear me speak like I'm a performer, right? Right. But he's like, it's bigger than me. There's a mission. This is a mission-driven organization. Sure. Right. So don't look at me as the theatrical act. It's ain't theater. Sure. This is a mission-driven organization, mm-hmm. right? And since he stepped down, you know, to go in and hear Minister Ish. Uh, preach the word. Let me tell y'all, man. Because Minister Ish is not a Minister Farrakhan. No. Right? He has a much more demure behavior, much more demure demeanor. Sure. But also a brilliant man. Brilliant. And a and a, and a pure and a pure like, lover. Good hearted like, man. Love you know just I mean? emanates from the man. I, I love Minister Ish. Me too. Right? And and it just was interesting to me. Like really before all this shit hit the fan the couple of sermons that I called at Moss was about black people in the Americas being the real Jews. Right. And the 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 address was dynamic. Yeah. Right? And since the shit hit the fan, yeah. they really been going hard at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I know because it's not Minister Farrakhan, the same amount of eyes aren't on aren't it. on it. But it's a very valuable message, man. I gotta get I gotta get to the Moss. I know I will. The problem, this football season is why I haven't. I was going, well, I haven't been in a minute. This football season is why I haven't been on a Sunday, at least in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I got to get over there. But I was when I was listening to Kyrie going live, um, 
couple things he said made me think he's been talking to the minister. Mm-hmm. Like he, he several times he mentioned that he's been receiving advice and knowledge from elders and older generations. Like I'm not gonna you know say specifically who, but it was just as he kept mentioning it, I was like, I I bet you he's talking to the minister. Like I bet you the minister is like reaching out to him and like imparting some knowledge and supporting and 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 just telling them that it's okay to be, it's okay to be, bro. And and maybe maybe it'll cost you the NBA. It might. You know what I'm saying? But to Dave Chappelle's point, I'm the nigga that walked away from 50 million. You know what I'm saying? And at some point, either yes. either Kyrie is going to be what he is. Or he gonna capitulate and for the check, for the check, and do what they tell him to do. And y'all get this man a whole fucking checklist, and it pissed me off about like Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith, all of them coming mm-hmm. to his aid after the checklist of things he needed to do came out. Now, 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 now y'all going too far. Y'all trying to emasculate him. Well, you know why? Because y'all said it was okay. Mm-hmm. They put the fillers out there the first time just to see how people going to respond to this. And all of you niggas, all of you niggas, invariably was like, oh, he an idiot, he bogus, he wrong, he hurt a lot of people, he need to do this. But then they see that, like, oh, shit, the niggas with us too. We going to really, we going to crank this up. You know what I'm saying? We're really going to make an example out of this nigga now. Go apologize. Go meet with the ADL. Donate half a million dollars. All this other shit they want him to do. And now y'all like, oh, now y'all going too far. Y'all just trying to emasculate him. Y'all trying to make an example. No shit. But if y'all would have stayed on code from jump, they wouldn't have felt so emboldened to even do that. But principle can't be on the sliding scale. Mm. And therein lies the problem, right? Mm. <laughs> mm. Cold. Cold, bro. Cold is cold, bro. And it's not negotiable. Marlo said you want it one way, but it's the other way. It's the other Whether way. Whether it be me stealing now, ladies, or sticking this motherfucker up, it's going to always be the other way because I'm Marlo. Hey, Joe. Period. The Jews are telling you. You want it one way, but it's going to always be the other way. All that shit you think we doing in there? We doing it. We doing that shit. Yeah, we doing it. We doing it. That's fucking brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. It's brilliant, bro. Yeah. It's brilliant. Whatever you think we do, we doing that. Yeah. Whatever you said I did, I did that whatever, shit. I can't remember where it came from. It was so bothered. Somebody was like, whatever, the, whatever they said, I said, I said it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Whatever, whatever they said, I said, I said it. I'm trying, I can't remember where that fucking came from. But, like, this, hey, man. You know what I'm saying? Play it, play it, for, but play it for what it is. Nah, that's real. Play it for what it is. We got to slap. Two. You are a brilliant fucking warrior, sir. Man, I appreciate it, brother. You I, are too. I I appreciate you being such. Uh, I appreciate getting the opportunity, uh, not only here on Herbin too, but just on a daily basis as as we've grown our brotherhood to just you know sharpen my iron against yours, man. Um, as as a as a big brother to me, as a thought leader and a thought influencer to me, I appreciate you, man. You your brilliance is undeniable. And your warrior spirit is admirable. And, and you know, I'm talking about wanting to or feeling the need to earn the 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 right to call myself a brilliant warrior. Uh, I think you are. 
man. And, I appreciate and, it, brother. So salute to you, bro. Aww. Salute to y'all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. We will be back for a relationship Friday edition of Herb and Two. Shout out to Efo, all the greatest producer in the game. Shout out to Jake for doing all of the hard work behind the camera. Shout out to y'all for tuning in. We greatly, greatly appreciate y'all. Till we see y'all again, man. Y'all be good to each other. Hey, real, real quick. I'm sorry, man. I cut this off. Did you cut it off already, Jake? Okay. Shout out to my baby girl, man. Shout out to Bella. Big Bang Bella, what's up? My daughter got inducted to the National Honor Society. I know you just called me a brilliant word. I appreciate it. Let's go. No one in my lineage has ever been. <laughs> ever. Since the days of slavery. National <laughs> Felony Society in this motherfucker. <laughs> no one has ever acknowledged our intellect. <laughs> Shout out to my baby girl, man. So next week, they doing some kind of formal ceremony, man. But I'm really, really proud of her. Congratulations to you, Bella. You are brilliant. She is also a warrior. And so as she continues to grow into her brilliance, I have no doubt about her warrior spirit. It's it's just it's just in it. It's just there. She's a problem. She's That's ready. True. She she calling out whatever. She on you, me, her mama, her brother, her teacher, whatever. Like, this is some bullshit. Some bullshit. I call bullshit. Shouldn't even be in it. It don't have nothing to do with her. She be like, "Yeah, that's bullshit." Yeah, like, she definitely she... got her daddy spirit. Sometimes that hey. shit bites me in my ass, hey. but she got it. Hey, you know what hey. I mean. Shout out to Bella. Proud of you, love. Uh, we'll see y'all later, man. Y'all be honest. Accept the team that you was born into. Play for it. Play it right. Play it honest, man. Whatever you think they doing inside that house, they doing that shit. Peace. Salam alaikum.